Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, March 15th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside the red hot Joe Sarvati, who's affectionately known as Coach. And Coach, you are so red hot here in NBA DFS that you're, the light is just shining around you. Your face is lit up. Things are going well. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, you, you learn in this game, as you know very well, you love these hot streaks and you ride them. But you always stay humble enough to remember, you know, the little dry spells. And about a week and a half, two weeks ago, I had a few days there where I was like uh, scratching my head saying, you know, what? why is this going on these couple of days? But uh, just trying to keep it all intact. And, and you know, but I'll tell you, it, had, it was a fab, fantastic weekend. We had uh, one of those stretches where we were hitting early slates, main slates, after-hour slates. That's when it really uh, becomes a lot of fun. So we've got the momentum going, and we've got the, uh, you know, really feel locked in here. And I think that uh, this is going to be another great week. We have some terrific amounts of games with eight today. And I love these kind of slates where we can find the edge and not feel like we're playing 90% chalk, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And so thank you to all the, the new members over the weekend, folks extending yes. their memberships. And let's uh, let's keep it rolling for them, keep everybody happy. And uh, to do that, we have to break down this eight-game slate with six teams involved in a back-to-back -back and two totals over 230. And yeah. they are the first two on the board. So let's see about these 7 o'clock games, Coach, starting with Sacramento and Charlotte. 239 total on betus.com.pa, our, our presenting sponsor. And Charlotte favored by three and a half here on their home court. We've got Hassan Whiteside out for Sacramento and everybody else ready to go here, which may be a problem here if we're trying to find some guys in this game. But what are your thoughts? Well, it is a, it is a great DFS game. Uh, but again, like you hit the nail right on the head, right off the, the spot, man. It's we're, we love it when there's a few guys out, you know, exactly, because <laughs> it, it lowers that the, the uh, usage splits and it shortens that bench and it makes it so much easier. This is still a great game. I mean, you've got Sacramento, the ninth and Charlotte 12th in pace. Sacramento has remained in that 30th spot for a long time now defensively uh, dead last and Charlotte 17th. And they've been shrinking a little bit defensive wise. So you've got Fast teams, high-scoring teams, healthy teams, and poor defensive teams. So we've got, you know, a game that's unavoidable. So where do you go in this game? I think there's a lot of places uh, that you can you can attack here. I mean, De'Aaron Fox has been fantastic. His price is high, but he's been terrific. Um, you know, Rashawn Holmes in stretches where he'll get to play against another center like Cody Zeller or Biombo. Or he could he's athletic enough to even play against Washington. So I like I think Holmes has a nice advantage here. Marvin Bagley, who, you know, hit or miss. Sometimes Walton screws around with his minutes, so a little bit dangerous. But, you know, really Fox and Holmes are the first two guys I want to look at from the Sacramento side. And on Charlotte, I mean Lamelo Ball's priced with the big, big boys, but man, does this look like a smash spot for him? You know, uh, he and Rogier were the guys uh, that, you know, I, I love to ride those two guys when it, it's up against uh, poor defense. However, the last time I did that, there wasn't a Gordon Hayward playing. He was out hurt. So, 
it, what it what it does for me is uh, I'm not going to go Hayward. I, I mean, I respect the defense from the the small forwards with Barnes and company, uh, but I am going to go either Ball or Rozier, trying to see which one will fit better. Uh, I think they're they both could have mo- uh, massive games, and if there is the possibility to be contrarian here and go Ball and Rozier. I'm going to see if I can fit that. But it is a lot of salary commitment. Um, and after that, you know, that's as deep as I want to go. I am a little worried, Andrew, and I, I'm interested to get your take. With these teams having deeper benches now, you know, the, the Martin twins are getting a lot of minutes now for Charlotte. And, I mean, Monk and et cetera. So, you know, it it hesitates me to really stack this game as great as it is because they're, I think they're – is a decent, you know, nine-man rotation here on Charlotte and about a good, strong eight deep on Sacramento. So what do you think? Yeah, I, I am concerned about the depth of the rotation here with, with everybody healthy. And it's disappointing because of this great matchup and great game environment. But I don't really want to go with Lamelo, Rogier, Graham, or Monk. Okay. Um, just given their, their minutes recently, their their prices... And some of the yeah. uh, some of the other options on this slate, um, you know, got, I got to mention here that the last time these play these these teams played, this was the PJ Washington craziness, forty two <laughs> points, eight rebounds, and it was a one twenty seven one twenty six game, but again, uh, we didn't have Zeller or Hayward or Graham, and now they're all here, and that's why Great point. Yeah. I don't really like any of the Charlotte guys, Zeller. 4,300 is a value center, but there's another value center on this slate I like a little bit better. Uh, I do like attacking Holmes with a guy like Zeller at that price. But I'm a little more interested in a couple of these Sacramento guys. Heald and Barnes are the ones I'm looking at. They were both good against Charlotte last time out. Uh, They let me down against Atlanta over the weekend when I stacked them up and they could not make a three to, to save their life. No, but I, I think they'll do better here, and I like that they're a little bit cheaper. Fox, a uh, little expensive for me. There's a couple point guards I really like on this slate who are in the mid tier range, so it's going to be hard for me to get to guys like Fox and Lamelo just because of that. Yeah, and yeah. and I agree with you. Bagley, he did well against these guys, but can we trust his minutes? Sometimes he gets over thirty, sometimes he gets twenty four. Exactly, that's a Luke Walton factor. Right. You know, I love your points about. Uh, Charlotte, and you're right. I mean, really, Devontae Graham messes it up for Ball and Rozier, but it does. it's just, it, it's so hard to fade everybody against Sacramento. I know. I think you and I and Joe Stanton, Tyler, and my son could could score double figures against these. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the Sacramento defense. You know, I'd be, I'd be taking old homes right down to the block, a few bows. <laughs> that would be it. Yep. Exactly. And then I'd have to be carried out on a stretcher, but that's, you know. <laughs> so anyway, you're right. I mean, it's it's not that great combination where, you know, you get to attack Sacramento, but now you've got to worry about minutes on the Charlotte side. So I'm with you. All right. Game two is another opportunity to take advantage of a high number. We've got 238 and a half as the total for Milwaukee and Washington. The yep. Bucks favored by nine and a half here. This is a rematch of Saturday night. They combined for 244 points, and you broke this game down perfectly because you stacked up Westbrook and Giannis on opposing sides, and they both smashed. 
Boy, was that fun to watch. I, I, does it get more fun when you're watching a DFS game and you, you've got a guy on each side and they just keep going back and forth? No. It was beautiful. That is perfect because you get the high-scoring close game that you're looking for. If you don't get right. that, then you're sunk because of all that money you spent. Yeah, but it's, it's boom or bust, as you say. <laughs> yeah, that was the game. The difference here now, of course, we have Bradley Beal playing. He didn't play in that one. Right. That changes things a lot for me on the Washington side. Sure. So I, I don't think I'm going to go to Westbrook or Beal tonight because of that. And let's not forget, Milwaukee is ninth defensively. Um, and then the other standout performer there was Rui, who had a monster game without Huge. without Beal. And then there's the Bertans factor. Now, Bertans is questionable. If he sits again, then I think Rui is still in play, especially on Fanduel. He's only 4,900. I don't think we're going to get 29 and 11, but... Uh, in a high-paced game here. This is number one and number five teams in terms of pace. So that's exactly. why we've got such a high total, you know, along with Milwaukee having the fourth-best offense in the NBA. So I, I do want exposure here. Rui is a possibility, especially if Bertans is out. If Bertans is playing, then I might just look at these Milwaukee guys. And one of my f- favorite value plays on the slate is Drew Holiday. And it's kind of funny to call him a value play. He's more of a mid-tier option. But we're finally at that point now where he played 32 minutes in the last game. He's been ramping up from 18. And I'm surprised that now that he's at that spot, his price tag, 6,558. He's going to yeah. be locked in for me on both sites with the the poor defense of Washington. They're 27th in the NBA. Yeah. Um, so I like Drew Holiday here. And then you could go back to Giannis depending on how you, you build out the rest of your roster. I, I, I don't see why he might not smash again. And especially with Beal, you figure, I mean, if Washington could keep it close without Beal, why, why can't they keep it close again with him? Right. And uh, so those are probably the two favorite guys for me from Milwaukee. Middleton is still a little bit attractive for me on Fandle, where he's cheaper at 7,400. He hasn't been getting as much done recently as Drew has been ramping up his minutes and his usage. So... Holiday and, and Giannis are my favorites in this one. Yeah, and you know I have BetUS.com.pa uh, pulled up right now. We, we appreciate their partnership. Guess what? That line just moved to. Uh, it's in 11. our elite zone now. No, the over under. I'm sorry. Two two forty. Two forty one. Ooh, yes, sir. So we're you know we we celebrate the two thirties. 240s you do a somersault so exactly yeah if if their early money in vegas is on the over on the biggest uh, number on the slate that is a great sign for you know dfs stack city so you know it's watching the, the last time they played you know washington has absolutely no answer for Giannis. well i should i should say more than other teams most teams don't have an answer for him but he could pretty much do what he wants to do, in my opinion, in this game, uh, if it stays close. And you you made a great point. You know, it doesn't always make sense, but you, you figure if Washington hung in there without Beal, then they really should hang in there with Beal. So I, I just got to go to Giannis. I'm just going to not even think about it. I'm going to swallow the salary. I just think that for me and my projections, uh, I – I'd be very disappointed if he wasn't the highest scorer on this slate. And, you know, that's assuming at least goes, you know, fairly deep into the fourth quarter, close enough that they got to play their guys. But 
They just don't have anybody to guard him, period. So, I mean, I'm all over him. I like your points with Holiday, and I very well may go there now that his price is down, you know, and his minutes are up. And we'll see if he has a few good games that'll probably go back up. But I'd love to have two from that side. On the Washington side, uh, I'm with you this time, though. I Even though I want this to stay close, I don't want to spend the other section of my major salary on Westbrook and Beal where they're going to be pulling some some points and usage from each other because it was never more evident in that last game that when Westbrook just completely dominated that you know that that wouldn't have taken place like that if Beal was out there. So you could just see the spots where, you know, he was actually looking to pass and there wasn't anybody really to pass to that was getting it done. So I'm not going to go there, but I do like some of the value on Washington. Uh, a couple of guys that, you know, you know I've been on Rui from the very beginning waiting for him to bust out because I know Brooks wants to really build with him. And, you know, he's a big piece of that future there. And I think he's got another level of confidence. Now, the only problem is, you know, going against Giannis isn't an easy, uh, you know, an easy thing. And you don't want to chase points. And, you know, Rui's price isn't exactly cheap. So it's, you know, it's reasonable. I think he's worth considering. Um, but I'll tell you, a guy that I've had my eye on, and I'm not sure I'm going to play him here, but the the rookie, Denny Advia, he's been getting 25, 20 minutes off the bench and like super low ownership. And he's getting DFS points in the 20s and hasn't quite cl- clicked yet. So I think he's... A really good guy to keep an eye on. A decent GPP play today. And, uh, you know, as far as having somebody on the Washington side, uh, you know, to to counterbalance the Giannis and Holiday deal, you know, it Rui's probably my best option there. Um, I did see something else here. Uh, Raul Neto being questionable and uh, Bertans being questionable. It makes you think, you know, where is that usage going to go to? Does that mean more Russ? Uh, you know, we, we know Ish Smith is still out. So, you know, uh, if I had to pick between Westbrook and Beal, I would go back to Westbrook again just because of the, if Neto is ruled out. So, you know, if other plans, you know, in some of these other games fall through for my payups, you know, I could do the whole Giannis versus Westbrook thing and just uh, hope I'm living, uh, you know, Groundhog Day. Yeah, and certainly that would be the, the goal there. <laughs> yes. All right, game three. We move to 8 o'clock. Battle of New York here. Knicks against the Nets. Yeah. 225 total. Brooklyn favored by eight. Lots of news here with New York in the backcourt. We have Rose out, Peyton doubtful quickly probable and with Brooklyn Durant is still out and TLC is probable to get back in the lineup what do you have here well I'm quickly going to make a decision here (laughs) okay yeah and I think that he is the man that I want to go to because I you know with Peyton Doubtful and Rose out I, I really think quickly gets the majority of the run this is a high profile game uh it's probably the the most exciting Knicks Brooklyn game in the last what 15 20 years literally I mean I've I remember when there were some some good Knicks teams and 
uh, Brooklyn was in New Jersey. They were the New Jersey Nets back then. So I'm excited for this game because I think there's there's great players on both sides. Um, you know, Harden is is the guy that I think is the perfect complement to Giannis. Uh, if if I'm not going Westbrook there, uh, I mean I I just don't think you can avoid some of these early games because of the potential. And I do think this game has a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of press, a lot of hubbub because you've got these two teams there in New York that are both playing uh, great ball, considering that you haven't been able to say that for a long, long time. Um, you know, the pace, though, is the problem for me, Andrew. I don't know if I want to commit the big bucks for Harden and then follow up with one of the Knicks. Uh or, uh, yeah, because, you know, Randall, obviously the number one choice there, et cetera. But there's a ton of sal- salary there. And the Knicks are the slowest team in the league. They're 30th. Brooklyn's 10th. And then the Knicks with their stout defense are fifth. So they've got their work cut out for them against Brooklyn. But they are fifth. And Brooklyn is 27th. So, man, I, I'll tell you, I my gut tells me to, to, to spend money and pl- get some strong plays here. But I, I may end up, you know, shuffling down a little bit and going more, uh, you know, other than quickly, maybe go with a second flight guy like R.J. Baird, who's been playing uh, well of late. And, you know, you can even look in where you really need cheap plays like in Alec Burks. He doesn't start, but man, does he get good minutes off the bench and he's productive when he's in there and he finishes games uh, on the net side, you know. I, I watched the, the la- their last game, and as good as Irving uh, uh, Kyrie is, he he just he got dinged up a little bit. He didn't quite look right. So I don't know. Harden's probably the, the only play there, but it is, you know, if you go Giannis and Harden, then you might as well forget about getting anybody else in that top 20, really. So that's the big decision I have to make, but uh, definitely going to have a lot of quickly. I don't care if he's chalk and uh, like to fill in at least one net. Okay. I'm very similar with you on the Knicks. Those four guys you mentioned are the ones in consideration for me. Um, Barrett and Randall, I'm looking at them as some cash game options here to try to take advantage of this poor Brooklyn defense and the fact that it is a pace-up game for the Knicks. On the Brooklyn side... I don't want to spend up for either of these guards. Uh, I was reminded again this weekend watching New York against OKC, that defense from guys on the perimeter like Bullock, I mean, he gets right up in your face. That's why he starts is because of his defense. Yeah, and you you know Tibbs. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Tibbs will have a plan here. That combination of their fifth-ranked defense and slowest pace, they want to slow it down one possession at a time to limit the possessions for Brooklyn. And... You know, you talked about the the strong performance of these two teams. I think it gets lost in the shuffle that Brooklyn is everybody's pick at this point to get to the finals, but the Knicks are only six games behind them. They're over 500. They're 20 and 19. Um, really impressive what what Tibbs has done there. So amazing, yeah. Um, they're I, relevant again, you know. They're relevant, and and I think they're going to really try to grind this one, and uh, that limits the upside for me on Harden. One value play for Brooklyn that you could look at for me is Jeff Green. 
He's a bare minimum price on FanDuel at 3,500. He played 31 minutes off the bench against Detroit in the last game. Two games ago when I saw him, I thought he looked a little more energetic. Right before the break, looked to me like he was really wear, worn down and uh, just didn't have the, the pep in his step. Um, but And he didn't do too much against Detroit offensively in terms of scoring. But, uh, you know, Jeff Green around close to 30 minutes um, at bare minimum price is, is a guy that I think you can look at. Good point. All right, game four. It's the other 8 o'clock game. San Antonio and Detroit. Lowest total on the board here, 219.5. The Spurs favored by three. We have DeRozan doubtful. He's been out uh, after the passing of his father. And then uh, Derek White has popped up as doubtful. Uh, So that's what we need to know with San Antonio because if those guys are both playing, then I'm not really interested in the Spurs here. We've got just the slow pace game here, Detroit 25th in pace. They're they're not good defensively, but this is a back-to-back for San Antonio. And that's just not the scenario you want. On an eight-game slate, you don't want the Spurs in a back-to-back with normal price tags across the board. Um, And maybe even you could consider them a little bit high. DeRozan, 8,500, 8,600. That's not cheap for DeMar. So I don't really want to spend up for anybody on San Antonio. With Detroit, we have uh, some opportunity here because Diallo is out after the trade. He's still not playing. We have Ellington, doubtful, and Dennis Smith Jr., questionable. So the the new guard rotation that you, you need to know about if you have missed it is that DeLon Wright's back in the mix. He's starting again. And Ellington started at the two in the last game. But if he's out with Diallo out and they've traded Svee, they don't have much there. And Josh Jackson, that's it. Josh Jackson, but sometimes they'll bring him off the bench with guys yeah. out. So they may have to start a guy like Magruder. Who's, hey, he's been hot lately. He's had a couple good games. <clears throat> he's yeah. in the mid 3K range on both sites. Uh, he's playable for me, especially on, on DraftKings, as he's yeah. a three-point shooter. So I like that potential value <clears throat> play if, Welling, if Wayne Ellington is out. And you could look at uh, Jeremy Grant here, mid-7K range. He disappointed me in his last game. Um, but, you know... Maybe he bounces back with all those guys out, and they just feed him, and he and he gets it done. And now, before I throw it back over to you, Coach, I, I do want to set you up because I know the value play you're going to play here. It's Drew Eubanks off the <laughs> bench for San Antonio. Minimum price, two straight games where he's he's hit value. He's become the backup center to Pirtle, um, and I know you have a long history of, of enjoying rostering him. I, I, I'm impressed, Andrew. You're sharpening your comedic pencil i don't believe i, I had the you, weekend you, you, off i'm all you zinged up. me with my my own zinger that's my <laughs> that's usually my line yeah <laughs> yes you are correct i absolutely hate drew eubanks right. <laughs> <laughs> very good one man um you know i do like a guy here you're going to be shocked and believe me i've w- woken up in the morning in a cold sweat just seeing pop's face as he's putting guys in from the g league and screwing up my whole DFS night. But I do, you know, Keldon Johnson has taken a step forward. And it seems like this short time that DeRozan's been out. And I've got DeRozan and uh, White uh, White out right now because they're doubtful, but we have to follow that news. 
I, if that's the case, I really like Keldon Johnson. I don't want to pay all the way up for DeJounte Murray, although with those two guys out, I think he's a great play. But I, I just think, you know, watching Keldon Johnson, he's hitting shots. He's super athletic. I think he's a really good play here against Detroit. Um, on the Detroit side, I'm with you on the Jeremy Grant situation there. I That last game I had him, he disappointed me. And uh, but it wasn't as bad as it really turned out in watching it. He just had a few bad breaks. There were a few times that, you know, just he wasn't things weren't clicking exactly right. But I think his price is fair. I mean, with the other guys out and them being a little shorthanded, um, you know, I really like Grant. I want to try to fit him in there. And I like Johnson on the other side. Now, I love your point about Magruder because it's funny I was you know in in doing my preparation I was like I can't believe Magruder's still in the league let alone you know two of those last three games he was one of the leading scorers for Detroit it was like what where did he get come up with this banging threes and everything so I'm with you and I like the theory with Magruder and I like the theory with Josh Jackson because Josh Jackson will take a million shots too but I'm hesitant because they're both playing decently, as odd as that sounds. So I may not go there. Uh, I think a shot with either one of them in a GPP is good. But I could have a little Grant versus Johnson in this matchup and feel fairly good about it, as much as you can about a pop game on a back-to-back. Yeah, exactly. If, if those two guys are out, you know, Johnson's got to step up eventually. Johnson or Murray, you figure, will take the lead there with the usage. See, I had you as a hundred percent lock for Lucas Samantic in that. <laughs> no, it's all you bangs for me. <laughs> all right, let's turn to your Mavs at nine o'clock. They're going to host the Clippers after a absolutely dreadful performance against the Pelicans last night. What happened in that game? Oof, My God, they didn't have Beverly, and Ibaka went down early, and so their toughness yeah. just disappeared. And they, they did not look good. And, and Ty Lue was not happy after the game, and neither was Kawhi. So oh, we've great. Got... Now, now they're all pissed off to play the Mavericks. Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. So get ready. It's uh, uh, 227 and a half total. Clippers favored by one and a half. And Beverly is still going to be out. I've got Ibaka questionable. And then James Johnson for Dallas is questionable. So what do you, what do you think here? Will the Mavs be able to deal with this upset Clippers team? Well, I mean, it's in Dallas, so that's a plus. Um, you know, I, this game bothers me. I mean, I'm not going to spend up for Luka and KP in this game, not with the potential defensive players of the Clippers, not with them being pissed off that they gave up a million points last night. I just, you know, th- I just don't feel good about it. And, you know, with George and Kawhi out there, you know, a lot of times, if you're going to go with one of them, you got to have some good reasoning behind it. Um, and I just, I don't feel it this game. I think Richardson's going to guard Paul George. Finney Smith is going to guard Kawhi. And nobody can stop George and Leonard, but those two can at least thwart their, you know, monster games, in my opinion, unless there's foul trouble or something. And then, you know, I guess Luke has got the best chance to have a solid game on the other side. But I wouldn't be surprised if Paul George plays uh, plays Luca, and that that could be a little bit of a surprise. Normally, Pat Bev would irritate him, but uh, George all around is is a really you know as we know terrific defender. So 
don't like the inside play. And believe it or not, as much as I'm going to watch this game, uh, and I, I figured this would shock you, I think I'm going to pass it. Hmm, wow. Okay. I know. I just don't like it. I don't like the feel. Yeah. You know, it's it's just funny with these different weird kind of dynamics. Um, here's the one thing I'm going to predict that I don't think will happen again. I don't think the Mavericks will win by 51 like they did <laughs> back in December when they played Maybury. Remember that? We were talking with our members joking, you know, who had the Mavs minus 50 and a half? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. So yeah, that was and that's another, uh, you know, craw in the in the whatever you call it the, to make the Clippers mad. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I, I think if I'm going to pay up in this game, it would be for Kawhi because, you know, he actually said something in the media last night about how he was very concerned about the team and how they've been playing lately and not bringing it every night. So I think he's going to have to step up and put the team on. Wow. His shoulders. And he normally doesn't do that. Exactly. So that's. That's a great point, and you know he's probably the best play in this game. But his ex- his price is sort of ridiculous, considering if you look at his games, he does not have those wacky sixty or seventy point Kawhi games at all anymore. Yeah. It seems like more of a mid fifties games. What what you're hoping for on his season right. recently, and especially is, with... is that that great? Really, if he gets fifty two for you, it's not great, but. Um, it, it could be a nice little uh, piece of yeah. the lineup. <laughs> yeah. Certainly wouldn't hurt. No. Now, you could also look at a value play for, for the Clippers. Reggie Jackson is still a reasonable price. Lou, yeah. Lou Williams would be a GPP option who didn't play much last night, didn't to, do too much, but uh, they need scoring. And Dallas is 25th defensively, and he should have a better matchup coming off the bench. And then Zubats, if he starts... Uh, he's the value center that I like here, mid 4K range on both sites. We like to play centers against Dallas and yes. Zubots. The main limitation for him is that he comes off the bench and doesn't usually get more than 20 to 24 minutes. So right. I'll be following that Ibaka news pretty closely and, and uh, might get Zubots out there. What, what is the latest you have on Ibaka? Well, I don't have any new uh, designation today, yeah. but since he right. left the game early last night with back spasms and didn't return... Right. I'm just assuming he's at least questionable at best, if not doubtful. You would think so, because, and that does, uh, see, right now, uh, Fantasy Labs has him as very likely to play. Wow. So let's follow that closely, because I'm with you. You know, I mean, I've said it, and we've made money off of it. A, A good, stout, built center, just Dallas has a very hard time. Uh, with a uh, paint scoring big guys. And if you told me right now that Zubats would get 28 minutes at center, I'd plug him in. So we need to find that news out. Absolutely. All right. The other nine o'clock game we have is Indiana against Denver. Nuggets favored by five, 225 and a half total. This is a rematch from about 10 days ago. Denver won that one. Kind of low scoring, 113-103. It, it was a back-to-back for Denver. So I, I think they should... Uh, sorry, back-to-back for Indiana. I think they should put up a, a better performance here. But we have the Karis Levert factor. He's right. in the lineup. Uh, and he has one of the biggest price discrepancies I've seen all oh, season. Oh. He's yeah. 7000 on DraftKings. He's only 4100 on FanDuel. And that's, uh, hey, I mean, it's it doesn't make sense to me, but I'm going to play him because 
He played 27 minutes in that first game back. Um, did all right. Didn't make any threes. But at that price tag, as a starter, I, I just can't pass him up. And I also like Brogdon. His backcourt mate, he's still very cheap on FanDuel. He's only 6700 So I, I like both of those guys. Sabonis, a little bit pricey probably for me in this one, if I'm going to you know, invest in this backcourt, because um, I don't think it's going to be an ultra-high-scoring game. And we do have a Lamb questionable, so that could eat into Levert's minutes a little bit. But I, I do think they'll let Levert go as much as he feels healthy and um, you know, take advantage of that star that they have. With Denver, we still have some guys out. We've got Monte Morris, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton. And we now have those bigs back in the lineup, the power forwards, Millsap and, and Jamichael Green. So with with those forwards there, I'm not going to get involved with guys playing 20 minutes. Uh, Jokic, um, you know, they limited him a little bit in 37 minutes, so I, I don't think I'm going to pay up for him here. I mean, I'd rather pay up for Giannis. Uh, and I don't know if I'll go anywhere else on Denver. You know, uh, Indiana has the 10th-ranked defense, and uh, I just I just don't see any price tags that jump off the page of me. Jamal Murray's a nice price on, on FanDuel, but I like the Indiana guys even better. So I'm looking more at that uh, Indiana backcourt tonight. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. For me, Karis LeVert on FanDuel, free square, just play him. I mean, we part of our process... Uh, our coach talk process that we we work on with our members all the time is all of the the pieces of what it takes to win in DFS long term and you know to not have to reload and to keep building your bankroll and part of that is to have exposure in uh, uh, as far as your bankroll on both FanDuel and DraftKings for situations exactly like this where you, obviously he's just back the algorithms with FanDuel DraftKings, uh, totally different. And for 4,100 on FanDuel with his potential, even in 25 minutes, is just smashing. So you got to take it. Uh, and on the other side of the coin, I think he's overpriced. And, you, you know, it's too risky. He's not going to get a 40-minute run right off the bat like this. So uh, that, again, you know, important to be able to to take advantage of this mispricing uh, on one or the other. And, and today it happens to be FanDuel with Levert. A um, couple of things. I, I watched watching Jamal Murray lately. The dude is just in a funk. I don't know what it is. He just doesn't look like himself. Now I say that and I expect there's going to be a game probably this week where he goes ballistic and hits mm-hmm. eight threes. And, but he just hasn't looked the same to me. And I noticed you know, I think the coach sees it too, or maybe he's playing with a mystery injury or something they're not talking about. But your buddy Campazzo has been playing more minutes, and it seems like Murray's just not in the flow. So even though his price is down, I'm not going there until I feel like he's uh, really grooving. And, you know, when I was watching this weekend, uh, you know, the fighting coach Mavericks against Joe Stanton's Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had to mention that just briefly because right. you know, there were there were some uh, some gifs going around our uh, Discord before that game. They were trying to uh, say some negative things about my man Luca. Can you believe that those guys would do how, that? How could you? 
And it was just because I posted the the fat uh, picture of of uh, poor Joker when he was just a kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I did start that fight a little bit, but no, it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed giving Joe a hard time. So it was it was great. But uh, yeah, you know, Denver's bigs to me with all the forwards, even Porter is awesome as he is. I'm just afraid with all the Jamichael Green and. All those guys back. It's just too crowded. Uh, I'll tell you the guy that's been playing well for me, and I rostered him twice because of his price, is Barton. Mm-hmm. He seems to have picked up some of the slack from Murray's slump. Uh, and so he's the guy I'm, I'm not uh, eliminating yet. He'd be the value guy that I'd like from Denver. And then uh, I don't want to spend the massive bucks uh, for Sabonis today. Uh, Brogdon. You know, I think is is a decent play. His price is sort of, you know, right on the on the line of worth playing or not worth playing, but not my favorite game with some of these two thirty and the one two forty game. Uh, maybe a one off here, but nothing major for me. All right, excellent. Before we get to the ten o'clock games, real quickly, Coach, just want to invite folks to come in and join us as a member. Take advantage of Coach's hot streak. There's two ways to do that. Just go right to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up for whichever length of membership you'd like. Or if you can be a first-time depositor at betus.com.pa, go there and deposit 149 with the promo code COACHTALK. And you're going to get to use that 149 on all your sports wagering action and get a free membership with us until June 1st. So I, I kind of like that combo myself. Uh, yeah. We encourage you to take advantage of it. Once you've signed up on BetUS, send us a message on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk that you've done that, and then we will get you into our Discord with an email, and that's where we give out our lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before tip-off. So uh, yes. love, love to have you join the family. Absolutely. And just briefly here, uh, you know, even if you want to just check us out, we've had a, a run this weekend of guys saying, hey, I watch you and Andrew on uh, – YouTube every day, and by the way, you're much better looking than Andrew. No, I put that part <laughs> in myself. And and they said, uh, you know, we we'll always wanted to try it. You can jump in for three days. It's a t- uh, three-day pass for $10. Check us out. Jump on some winning lineups, and, uh, you know, and then you can hopefully stay stay with the Coach Talk family long term. We You know, we'd love to have you in there. We have a really fun members-only contest again. I love these contests. They're a blast because there's so much trash talking. But the NCAA uh, March Madness starts this week. The brackets came out last night. We have a great contest uh, for our members. Uh, definitely jump in there. There's going to be some great prizes. And then the last thing I wanted to mention, too, and then we can knock out these last couple games. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, this is the one ask that we do per show. Hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Click the little alert button up in the corner. That really means a lot to us. If you listen to us audio-wise, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, take a second, five-star, quick comment. That really also means a lot to us. So we do put these shows out in front of the paywall seven days a week for every slate. Like If there's early slates like this weekend, we get them out early so you can play early and main slates. So we cover all the games. Uh, We're the go-to place. And... The only way to really keep up with every piece of news, every injury, every COVID sit, every 
uh, possible thing that's going on is getting in our Discord and then just go to dfscoachtalk.com and sign up. We'd love to have you. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Excellent. All right. The first 10 o'clock game is Memphis and Phoenix, 228 total. Suns favored by seven. Back to back here for Memphis after a disappointing loss in OKC. The only injury news here, Phoenix, we have Cam Johnson out. So what do you have in this one? I don't like this game. It's my least favorite game on the whole slate. Even though 228.5 is a decent total, I just don't like uh, the game. Phoenix favored by seven. Um, You know, here's my problem with it. Yes, Memphis's pace is decent. They're in the lower part of the top ten. But the rest of these numbers just don't work for me. Phoenix, the second slowest team in the entire league. And then seventh and eighth, these two teams are defensively. So you have two top eight teams and you have two teams now that are both sharing the ball a lot. I mean, Phoenix, we say it every day, but, you know, who knows? Maybe it's somebody new listening today and they don't hear us say it. But with Paul Booker and Aiton, it's just share the ball. Everybody's doing their thing. We're winning as a team. Monty Williams has his team believing in team basketball. That's why they're 25 and 12. And what that's wonderful if you're a Suns fan, but it stinks if you're a DFS uh, player because it just, you know, deters from a, the ceiling for any of those guys. So once again, in a pace game like this, I'm just not going anywhere with Phoenix. On the Memphis side, we're starting to see a little bit more of the share scenario with Jaw Dylan Brooks, who wants to shoot the ball as much as Bradley Beal. And Joval, who has had some great games when he stays out of foul trouble. So, yes, Jaw's always solid, but he's got to go against Chris Paul defense. And then, you know, I guess Dylan Brooks has to at least be a consideration. But the problem with Dylan is you can look back last year and this year. I've never seen a guy in the entire league that if you study his DFS performance, he'll go 28 fantasy points, 34 fantasy points, and then a nine. And then he'll go 27 and 34 and an 11. So, I mean, he does throw a lot of games in there where it's just not clicking for him. And it's it just too risky for me in cash. He's more of a GPP guy. Um, just don't like the game. I think there's way too many great choices here. And, and I'm going to move on. Yeah, I'm going to pass it as well. Um, if I had to play somebody, I'd probably go for the cheaper Bane on Memphis who continues to start. And then Chris Paul's price is, is attractive on a FanDuel where he's only 6,800. Uh, you know, also Clark on FanDuel 59 is playable, but uh, I agree. I just want to pass this game and uh, look at the later game, which is Lakers and Golden State at 1030. It's the second ESPN game, doubleheader following up the, the Battle of New York. We've got uh, 222.5 total. Lakers favored by two and a half on the road. These teams played recently, and it was a low-scoring, easy win for the Lakers, 117-91. to I think Golden State will score more here in this one, but I don't expect a high-scoring game. I think the slow pace of the Lakers being 18th and the defenses here, Lakers number one, Golden State still number six. I think that's the key here for this game. We also have a back-to-back for Golden State, front end of a back-to-back for the Lakers, so I don't I don't love this game, uh, even though we do have some some openings. Of course, with AD still out, now we have Caruso out. 
So you've got LeBron continuing to handle the load. He's expensive. He's over 10K. Uh, we've got Schroeder, who benefits from those guys being out. We've got THT as a possible play off the bench. If you want to go with a value uh, opportunity with Caruso out, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker should benefit. And then with the bigs, you asked recently about Damian Jones. The reason I don't like him is the way that he uh, doesn't fit into the offense. In the last two True. games, he's played 31 minutes. He's only attempted three shots. So wow. they, they just don't involve him offensively. Uh, Harrell would be the guy that I would look at if I was going to look at a Lakers big. Uh, but he's a secondary option for me on this slate just because of all the other value centers that we've already mentioned. With Golden State, uh, you know, the... Lakers did a pretty good job of limiting Steph last game, uh, but nobody played big minutes because it was a blowout. It just ended up being uh, a backup city fourth quarter. So I think he'll play better here, but I don't think I'll spend up for him. Uh, Draymond would be the guy probably most likely to play in this game. He's a decent price. He's had some real strong performances lately. He's been more of the Draymond Green of old. So probably Draymond or maybe a flyer on on Horton Tucker in a GPP. Interesting. All right, I'm gonna I've got a narrative for this game, and okay. and this goes to show you how comfortable I am in my own skin. And uh, you know, you can make fun of me out there, but uh, check the score after the game because uh, I I'm telling you some of these narratives work. They make sense, and I'm gonna play this one. Yesterday was Steph Curry's birthday, and they showed on Sports Center, and then they did an interview uh, celebrating his birthday. And his kids had a pair of Curry shoes made specifically for him. And you know, his two daughters had the main say; they're the older of the three kids, so they designed the shoes specifically. Just they're the only ones that are like that. They have sparkles on them. They are pink. They have all these crazy things. And he stated that he was going to wear those in his next game because he was so thankful for his kids. Now, that's the stupidest narrative ever. All the other pros out there can laugh at me. But I think Curry goes out there. I liked him anyway, to be honest with you. But mm -hmm. I'm just diving on the narrative piece here. And I just think he goes out there in those pink sparkly shoes celebrating his birthday. It's the first night I think he goes after it. They need a statement game against the Lakers. They're only one game over 520 and 19. And yeah, he's going to get some defense rotations from, from Schroeder and Caldwell Pope and different guys. But, you know, the guy that's missing for LA that hurts them in cr cr uh, crunch time and to finish games is Caruso, who banged his head on the floor and he's out for concussion protocol. And he generally will check Curry at the end of some games and give him some trouble or foul him or body him or whatever he does. But that's not going to be there. So all the combination of those things, including the narrative, I'm, I'm you know, I stated I'm going to stand behind it. I just think Curry's uh, in for a great game here. And I haven't been on Curry very often, but I like the scenario here. I know the pace uh, you know, is not the greatest thing in the world. But Golden State is still the second fastest team. Uh, Lakers are 19th, but they will get caught up in some run and gun games if the other team's pushing the ball. And yes, the Lakers have great defense. I get that. But they're not the same defense that they were before. They're hanging on to first, you know, but without Davis and some of the pieces, 
I think, and Caruso, those guys all make a difference defensively. I think Golden State, you know, will keep this game closer. And I think Curry has a decent game. So that's going to be my other pay-up spot that I go to on the slate. Um, as far as secondary guys, don't want to go deep with uh, the Lakers guys. Not a lot of, of trust or faith there. And, you know, Draymond's price is just too high. Ubre's price is too high. Uh, and the rest of the guys are just not uh, not really rosterable to me. So it's going to be Curry and the pink sparkly shoes in this game for me. All right. Excellent. Well, I hope it works out. And I, <laughs> I never bet against Curry, uh, no matter the defense. And like you said, it's an easier matchup against the Lakers than it normally is. So he, True. Could, he could certainly do it. All right. Well, that completes our discussion of the eight-game slate. Hopefully that got you all ready for tonight's action. Again, uh, join us tonight in Discord if you'd like to get our lineups. We give out the full cash lineups on FanDuel and a GPP lineup, and then the coaches clipboard on DraftKings and the full uh, lineup on Yahoo, of course, that's been doing quite well. So love to have you. Any questions, just reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can also follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. I am at Language Olympic, and we will both be back tomorrow for another edition as we look to crush it in NBA DFS.